All right, Neil, what are the three rules for owning a gremlin? Oh, you mean owning a mogwai? Okay, fine. Because <laughs> owning a gremlin, you don't want to do. I mean, I do. Sure. Three rules of owning a mogwai. Uh, first one, what is it? You, um, He hates the light. Don't go to him in daylight. It'll kill him. Bright light. Second one, don't get him wet. <laughs> Not a problem for you. Go. <laughs> and, of course, everyone knows this one. Don't feed him after midnight. Yep. All right. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd and a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with hate the most relationship. famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about Gremlins. Ugh. Okay. I genuinely, genuinely disliked this. Well, you're out of luck because I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I know. We're about talking about Gremlins 1 and 2, by the way, but not a lot about 2. He hasn't seen it. He refuses to watch it now. Yeah. This is honest. So this is sort of a first take for me. This is the first time I've ever watched Gremlins. And God damn it. I really, really don't like this. I grew up with this movie. And to date, it is the only movie that's ever scared me. Gremlins terrified only movie. me. The only movie that's ever scared me. Hmm. I had nightmares about it as a kid. It terrified me. I love it. But it scared the God, shit out of me. your striped voice. Huh? I'll do my striped voice organically. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. It came out in 1984. It was written by Chris Columbus, who produced Harry Potter. Yep. And okay. Rent. And wrote The Goonies. Yeah, but he didn't create Harry Potter. He produced it. He wrote The Goonies, too, which you still haven't seen that. No, either. I haven't. Executive producer was Steven Spielberg. And it was directed by <sighs> Joe Dante, who wrote Small Soldiers. That we talked about during the movie. Oh yeah, I, I, I said I definitely got a huge, I definitely got a small soldier's vibe through this. Yep, it stars Zach Galligan as Billy Peltzer and Phoebe Cates uh, as Kate Berenger, and she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Drop Dead Fred as well. Hmm. So Billy's dad, Randall or Rand, purchases a strange creature from a mysterious Steve's. Asian shop in Chinatown. He really just kind of steals it. And well, he pays the, he the grandson. The kid. No, he doesn't bribe. The kid pretty much says, yeah, I'll take your money. Yeah. Uh, so the kid gives him the three rules. Uh, and that's where I say, always listen to the kids in movies. But in this case, the kid shouldn't even sold the fucking thing to him. Yeah, but he did at least told him the right rules. You are not ready. <laughs> One day you might be ready. <laughs> so, all right. The guy who plays Randall, I thought this was interesting. The guy who plays Randall, the dad was the writer of the song Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. Hmm. You've heard that song. It's the one that starts, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote that song. Wow. The freaky thing is, and I put this in my notes, (laughs) I was watching X-Files while I was writing these, and at the exact same moment I saw that tidbit, I was watching X-Files, and Scully talked about, she started singing that fucking song in X-Files. The moment I looked it up and saw it. I had no idea about this before. Huh. You don't believe me? It's season five, episode four, 34 <laughs> minutes. It's fucking terrifying. The shit happened to me. If, yeah, you got to look it up. It's weird the Gremlins shit. are in your house, see? God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so Randall gives the Mogwai to Billy as a Christmas gift because this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Like all like the that. other non-yes Christmas movies. The 80s was good for that. So Billy immediately and naturally fucks up. and He gets the Mogwai wet. And it produced reproduces. Granted, it wasn't actually his fault. It was that stupid little kid. It's Corey Feldman's fault. It's always Corey Feldman's fault. Everything in the 80s was Corey (laughs) Feldman's fault, pretty much. So anyway, uh, then they trick him into feeding them after midnight, causing them to molt into gremlins. 
So, like we said, Corey Feldman, who's in Stand By Me, Lost Boys, Goonies. Uh, so then the Gremlins let loose the dogs of war and take over the sleepy little town. The resident old man Murray Futterman gives the expedition exposition for the term Gremlins because he's a World War II bomber crewman. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah. He wears a bomber jacket and he talks about being in the war, and that's how that got. <laughs> and yeah. he's pissed off at everything foreign. He hates everything foreign. Everything foreign. Now, foreign cars, foreign TV. Yeah, yeah Quick, it's fucking garbage. Quickly for Gremlins Two, uh, it's basically the same thing except it's set in New York City and a Trump-style skyscraper called Clamp Tower. <laughs> Other than that, it's pretty much the same. It's got Billy, Kate, and Mr. and Mrs. Futterman. Uh, <laughs> Who I thought died in this one. Yeah. Yeah, everyone did till the second movie came out. Yeah, they literally got run over by his tractor. It's an American tractor. And it can't kill an American? Well, I was going to say it should be able to kill people really well if it's an American-made tractor, but <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, but it knows its own kind. Uh, except there's one more bright addition to the cast. Christopher Lee plays an evil doctor. Of course he does. Who, as you know, was Saruman. Of course he does. He was Saruman. He was a World War II spy. He was a death metal singer before he right. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He was practically what yeah. James Bond was inspired by. He also played probably the best Dracula. Gary Oldman's a really close second, Ooh, but he played yeah. a great Dracula. And he was the original uh, star of the original Wicker Man. The bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! Yeah, I didn't know that either. So I guess the only real good addition to this movie is Christopher Lee. That's the second movie that you refuse to watch. I will, I will not watch it because the acting in this w- alone was atrocious. It is a kid's movie. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't know why you made me watch it, but I get it. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, so let me just put this on record. I think the only reason that Z thinks this is a great movie is because A grew up on it. And I think it's like that weird uncle that you grew up with. Yeah, you still like him, but... He's weird. He's stupid. Nobody else likes him. I've never met anyone who doesn't like this movie. I want to hear it from the folks at home. Do you like this movie? Do you hate this movie? Do you have no feelings on this movie? Because I want a goddamn poll because I don't understand how anyone could actually like this movie genuinely. Well, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> well, I've said it before. You just and have an aversion to puppets. You don't like puppets. I don't think that's not the problem. <laughs> that's not the problem at all. So, yeah, that's the basic plot of this movie. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about a little trivia, and then we'll get into some fan theories. So, Neil, you care to guess who uh, voiced Gizmo? <laughs> you know, I didn't even think that. You'll probably never get it because I had no fucking idea. No idea. Howie Mandel. Are you fucking kidding me? Was Gizmo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I told you some of the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. Some of the behind the scenes stuff on this movie is better yeah, than let's the movie. Let's make a deal. <laughs> deal or no deal. Don't feed me after midnight. And he also played Skeeter in the Muppet Babies. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel. Skeeter. How do I not know that? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Huh. Also, uh, one of the other Mogwai. This is more big for me, but um, one of the other Mogwai was played by Michael Winslow. <laughs> what the fuck? One of the other Mogwai or one of the Gremlins? One of the Mogwai. Uh, he's the guy in Police Academy who makes all the goofy-ass yeah, noises. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. also in Spaceballs. <laughs> I love Spaceballs. We're going to have to do that soon. Yeah, also two Vox in Spaceballs. Oh, my God. You're right. When they're combing the desert with the big Afro Is that pick. him? Yeah. When they're like, we're combing the desert, and they show him with a fro pick, and he looks up and says, we ain't found shit. Was that Tuvok? That was Tuvok. <laughs> Whoa! How do you not know that? He looks exactly the same too. I, like 
Yeah, I get. I just hadn't. <laughs> we ain't found shit. <laughs> Maybe I just. I don't know. My brain hadn't put that together. That's crazy. Yeah. I also haven't seen the movie in years, but yeah. Uh, also, the set for Kingston Falls is the exact same like little town as Back to the Future from 1985. I thought it looked familiar. I'm yep. not even fucking with you. And they were filmed. Uh, they're both just like extra film from the Universal Studios backlot. What do you? What? Like that was just a generic town they had at Universal Studios. <laughs> That they use for both those movies. Oh, I get you. Yeah. So in Cantonese, Mogwai means devil, demon, or gremlin. And the Mandarin pronunciation is Mogai. Just to add a little bit more racism into this movie. It's it's not PC. <laughs> Nothing in the 80s was PC, okay? I'm not defending it. I'm just <laughs> explaining it. Not in the goddamn 1980s. So also, the theater that's blown up in this is the same one that Marty McFly wrecked into. <laughs> when he wrecked in the front entrance of the theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they burned it down in Back to the Future 2. So that theater one. has a history getting burned the fuck down. Oh, yeah. Bad shit's happened there. <laughs> okay, so the Santa speech that you absolutely hated. I oh love that God. scene. Uh, it ended up being too controversial, and studio executives wanted to pull it. But uh, the director, Joe Dante, he had a uh, a bit of a, a problem with that. And he wanted to leave it in there, and he said it represented the movie as a whole, saying it was a combination of horror and comedy. Yeah, for those who aren't sure what Santa speech we're talking about, we're talking about, I, I can't remember if I can Kate. Kate. Kate's dad went missing for days on Christmas or whatever, and turns out he was trying to surprise them by crawling down the chimney, fell and broke his fucking neck. He still surprised them. <laughs> but it has nothing, like you were saying, it has nothing to do does, with the rest of the movie. It comes out of fucking nowhere. It has nothing. It's like, straight out of left Like, field. I thought she was going to say that, and like a gremlin was going to pop out of the chimney, dress nope. as Santa, and like, like oh, okay, at least it's fucked up. Or I like, even told you that the the worst scene in the movie has nothing to do with gremlins. No, you said the darkest scene. It's the, the darkest scene. True. It, it's just, it comes out of, fu- yeah. and also, boyfriend, or whatever the fuck his name is, isn't, Billy. isn't listening. Billy. Barry. Just isn't listening to the entire story. <laughs> he's trying to do other shit. To be fair, he's fighting gremlins. I wouldn't listen to her either. I got shit to do. Anyway, Spielberg wanted to take the thing out. So I can't believe you love Spielberg. Spielberg I know. Was involved he wanted in to take movie. that scene out. He wanted to take it out, but he left it because it was Dante's project. And <sighs> he, wanted to, you know, he wanted to have control. so. So essentially, he's the George Lucas of this movie. Uh, or he's he's to this movie's George Lucas was the labyrinth. Yeah, I suppose. So, <laughs> at least one of Phoebe Kate's screams in Dory's Tavern is actually real because a massive cockroach like jumped out in front of her during one of the takes. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> sorry, I was burping. Um, God damn it! So the guy who plays Billy said in an interview that um, there was no CGI when they had the animatronic Gremlins out. And so each of them cost about thirty to forty grand. And when they left the uh, the lot every day, security had to like check everyone's trunks to make sure no one stole any of them. Every one, how many? Were, there were like hundreds in that movie theater. Yeah, hundreds. Well, they probably it said there's no CGI, but they probably had like, had mirrors. Yeah, it had I to be did. something. There's no way they spent like three million dollars on these things. There's too much money put into that. Yeah. And so originally there weren't going to be any like good guy um, Mogwai or Gremlins, and Steven Spielberg wanted one that the audience could identify with. Gizmo. Yeah. 
And so here's a the little, OG Gremlin, a little bit of OG history. Mogwai. Yeah, a little bit of history for you on this one. Spielberg, basically, fucking between this and Temple of Doom, they're created with uh, inspiring the PG thirteen rating. These two movies. Really? Yeah. It didn't exist before that. Nope. In 1984, when both these movies came out, they're both Spielberg movies, um, the MPAA thought that it was too violent for a PG rating, but it wasn't bad enough for an R. Okay, okay, so you're telling me this is a children's movie that was too violent for children. I watched a lot of fucked up movies as a kid. No, I'm not talking about you, but you kept telling me the whole time, oh, don't worry about it, man, it's a, ch- it's a children's movie. No, Actually, it's fucking not. I didn't not. say that till the end. I did say that, but I initially said it was a dark comedy. Yeah, but now that's a bad argument, isn't it? Well, whatever. God damn. You're just determined to hate this movie. I, I'm not determined. I just hate it. Anyway, so obviously there's a reference to Indiana Jones on the billboards yeah. in there. Rockin' Ricky Rialto. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the air. So... When Randall is on the phone with his wife from the convention, hmm. you can see a time machine prop from the time machine from 1960. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. And also in, in the background of that same scene, there's Steven Spielberg, Jerry Goldsmith, and Robbie the Robot. Who are, I don't know who those are. So wait, Steven Spielberg was in the scene? Yep. Oh, shit. Also, this movie came out on the same day as Ghostbusters. And how'd it do? Uh, it didn't do bad. This movie did pretty well. It's a really good movie. You're the only one who doesn't like it. I hate it. I truly hate it. <laughs> I love this fact. There was an early attempt to have monkeys play the gremlins, but it was abandoned because the monkeys panicked when they made them wear gremlin heads. Oh, my God. I love the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I, just, I can just picture it. I really want to see that fucking blooper. <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> oh, God. So oh at the beginning, beginning of the movie, when you see the movie theater, um, it's showing a couple movies called A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies. Those were actually working titles for Steven Spielberg's E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Huh. Yeah. Also, uh... At the beginning, when you see uh, Randall walking into that Chinatown shop, there's a car that wrecks in front of it. It's an AMC Gremlin. God damn it. (laughs) So, okay, that is one reason why I actually genuinely hate this movie, is because the writing in it is technically clever. It's very clever. It all circles back on itself. It's all kind of, like, sneaking little things in there. They teach you lessons. They repeat jokes. But it's just awful. It's just The delivery is so... Each scene... Scene by scene, this movie is disgustingly bad. The acting is terrible. The And again, we just established, technically not a child's movie. It's still an 80s movie, though. The acting is generally not good. It's different. It's not bad. You just don't like it. It doesn't make any sense. It made perfect fucking sense. <sighs> Anywho. <laughs> In the original script, they also had a scene where the Gremlins attacked a McDonald's and ate customers instead of burgers. <laughs> you know what? It honestly would have been better theme with the movie. <laughs> also, I just Googled it. Gremlins ranked second of the weekend. It came out with 12.5 million in its first weekend in right. 80s money. Yeah, that's like Fuck one, this 1.5 trillion movie. dollars now. Yeah. So it's bajillion today dollars. Yeah. That's so dumb. So Gremlins 2, a couple facts from that. Um, like I said, they're kind of like in Trump Tower. Billy works there. And it's like a. <laughs> it goes from like, a bank to a hotel. Yeah, well, it's more like a CNN tower, oh, but it's, okay. it's got a very Trump figure in it. But um, they have a uh, 
There's a scene where they actually play a video on there, and it's like an end of the world video that the Gremlins get a hold of. And they only put that in there because they found out, the people who made the movie found out that CNN actually has a video like that. That they will play in, if the world's ever going to end, they have a fucking video they'll play. Whoa. Staff, is that like, do we it's like. a real thing. Is that a thing that's like released somewhere? No, you can't see it. <laughs> and the staff, it's probably got all like the reptilian secrets. Like, yeah. <laughs> by the way, Trump's a reptile. He's, you know, <laughs> fuck, okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the staff are instructed to hold the video for release until the end of the world is confirmed. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. It's kind of dark. It's, yeah. It's gremlins for you. <clears throat> huh. So uh, there's also a scene where they do, like, animal testing in this. It's it's kind of like vault Tech has a headquarters building where just all sorts of bad shit happens in there. <laughs> but there's a scene where uh, they're kind of, like, doing experiments on the gremlins and whatever else and other lab rat animals. Fuck, man. And in that scene, there were monkeys in the lab set that were so scared of the gremlin puppets they refused to leave their cages when they yeah. called them. guess what? Because those monkeys are fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an opening aerial shot of New York City, and it's also the stock footage from Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. It's the same footage? Are you shitting me? That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> also, in this one... Also, I don't think anyone watched Superman 4. I don't think I've seen any of those. The old oh, really? Supermans. None of them? Superman, Superman. Superman movies. Superman films. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to um, be a douche about it. Yeah. So Gizmo at one point puts on a red bandana and does the Rambo thing. Oh, God. And that's because Stallone actually gave him permission personally. <laughs> can an, Okay, hold on. Can an actor do that? I don't think they can. In the 80s, you could do whatever you wanted. <laughs> I think this movie came out like 91 or 2, though. So, <laughs> Leonard Malton actually shows in there, shows up in the movie, giving a review of Gremlins One. Oh, they don't ever say it's Gremlins One, but uh, he's he's holding a video version of the first movie, and he's ranting about how much the movie sucks, and the Gremlins eat him. <laughs> yeah, because it fucking sucks. Uh, then let's see what else. Um, <laughs> God, I hate this movie. <laughs> So when Gizmo sees the janitor in the movie, he actually says Gomez to him, and that's because this guy, John Aston played Gomez in the original uh, Adams Family show in the 60s. Oh. So he made a cameo, and Gizmo recognized him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 Gizmo goes bad in the second one? Nope. It's pretty much the same. Oh. I forget how he ends up reproducing in that one, but he does. Hmm. And then they go bad. Because, yeah. you know, when it went so well, the first, I guess it did go well the first time. I mean, $12.5 million in 80s money, so. Yeah. There's also a scene in that movie where they're talking about the rules because he tries to explain the rules to some people. Mm. And they're bitching about, like, what if uh, you what if you're in a plane and you go over the timeline and it becomes midnight? <laughs> yeah, you kept telling me they were talking about that, and that's not in that's the first in the second movie. second movie. Okay. And then uh, one of them was like, what if uh, they're eating at 11.59 and they get a kernel stuck in their teeth and it dislodges later? And basically, Billy's like, I don't fucking know, dude. Or if they're eating on uh, the day clocks turn back. Yeah. There's a lot of questions like that. And the reason they put that in the second movie is because they actually had that discussion in real <laughs> life when making the first movie. So they thought it was funny. So they put <laughs> hey, it don't in. feed him after midnight. Okay, well, when is it okay to feed him again? Like, it can Never. Because every time is after midnight, They don't need water, so I don't know why they need food. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're magic beings, you know? I have no idea if they poop. These are the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do Mogwai poop? We're going to Chinatown to find out. These are the questions. 
All right. So when we come back, we'll have a couple fan theories and uh, our favorite and least favorite moments. <sighs> yeah, favorite. Okay, so I only found one good theory on Gremlins, but it's a fucking doozy. Are you ready for this shit? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. You might actually sort of like the movie after this because it makes a little more sense. I hope so. Okay, the theory is that the Gremlins are leftover biological weapons from World War II. <laughs> so, Okay, go on. So they're found in a uh, Chinatown shop, right? Yeah. Little Asia, essentially. Now... At the time of World War II and in the 30s, China was ruled by Japan. It was the territory of Japan. Not all of China. Yes. Really? Japan invaded China before the war. You never heard of the, the rape of China? Uh, I think actually I have, yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. So anyway, that's where they came from, somewhere from Asia. Mm-hmm. That's all we really know about them, right? Also, Mr. Futterman was not very surprised when he saw real gremlins. Granted, he's being run over by a snowplow. But he said the whole time gremlins are coming, and when he saw gremlins driving his shit, he's like, oh, fuck, it's a real gremlin. A real gremlin. That implies that he's heard these stories, and he's heard that they have some sort of form. I'm going to let you continue, even though I'm already poking holes in this. Yeah. Also, when they dissolve in sunlight, the remains kind of look like mechanical fluid, so they're not like, they don't leave bones. There's nothing to be analyzed, right? It's like green goo. Yeah. Also... If you were to hide these things on like a military base or a ship or a plane or something in war, the first thing they're going to do is try and fuck stuff up. And they're already pre-programmed to find water and food and turn into gremlins. You drop a couple mogwai on like a destroyer or an air in a, like an army base. Yeah, they are programmed to fuck shit up. So why they are giant chaos machines? Why not make them gremlins first? Because you can't control a gremlin. Okay. And if a gremlin gets out, he's going to fuck you up. Okay. Now, you drop a mogwai on a military base or a couple, the first thing they're going to do is go find water or food or both, hmm. and they're going to reproduce because they're just driven biologically to do so. So there's no telling if they were, like, engineered to do all this. Okay. By some sort of government at some point. Kind of a stretch. It's a fan theory. None of this, yeah, me? none of this movie really makes any sense anyway. So, so they say that... Basically, the the old man at the beginning could be some sort of, like, former Mogwai trainer for the Japanese or something. <laughs> or he's a political refugee. Or, you know, our own government, the American government, rather. Right. They, you know, gave asylum to German scientists because we got their tech stuff out of it. Could right, be a similar right. exchange program with this guy. Okay. Interesting. Also, this isn't in the notes, but I just thought about it. That would also explain why at the end there's, like, a big cover-up. Because maybe the government knows about Mogwai. Okay. I didn't think about that. That okay. wasn't on my notes, rather, okay. but I just thought of that. That's not a bad There's a reason they're talking about little green men. So Also, little green men is a phrase that first came out from Nevada. Uh, like in the, yeah, Roswell, it, 64. 47. 47. Right, right, after, yeah, sorry, I'm right after World yeah, War II. Yeah. yeah. When the Mogwai got out that we captured from the Japanese. It makes perfect sense. I'm going to... Okay. It's, it makes the movie make a lot of sense, though, doesn't but it? But then why, at the end, does the old chi- uh, Chinese man say, you're not ready? What would anybody be ready for a mogwai for? Because he's going to die eventually, and someone's got to take care of a mogwai. And Billy's the guy. 
All right. One day you might be ready. His grandson's not ready, obviously. I buy it. I buy it. His grandson's not going to take care of these things. He sold it to some old white guy. <laughs> and Kingston Falls paid the price. Yeah. Yes, they did. Okay. So, I like know, that theory. I've never heard it's that. It's not bad. It's, it's, yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it, you can tell some, definitely a lot of thought into that. Yeah. See, someone else loves this movie. Yeah. I, and obviously, I'm a, I, I get that I'm probably a minority here. So, yep. Um, so tell us, see, what was your favorite part of this movie? Oh boy. I personally love the Santa speech scene. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew Y'all, you were going to say that. We watched this right before we recorded. Yeah. And he's so never fresh. seen it. And when this scene started, I started laughing and I didn't stop until it was over. I and you. I was crying because I was laughing so hard. Not because of the scene itself. You're such a bad person. But because of Neil's reaction to it. If you could roll your eyes any further back in your head, you'd have been blind. <laughs> you almost died from hate of this. So I'm not and sure, I couldn't help but laugh my I'm ass I'm not sure off what you. makes things worse is the fact that you're laughing at the at, at my reaction, which make like is like a feedback loop. I, I, I don't know, but that is like a dynamic of us. Is mm-hmm. is like I hate something. Z loves that I hate it. <laughs> I feed on your your anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It just amuses me to no end. But yeah, <laughs> your arms were crossed for a solid ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you got up and paced around. We were drinking beer and eating pizza, and that didn't make you happy. You're still grumpy as shit that you were watching this fucking movie. <laughs> it was just hilarious. I gotta say, I I'm gonna be fully honest here that I I went into this with bad intention. I I fully admit that. But sometimes when I do that, and you can back me up here, because Z has been responsible for a lot of my classic movie education and my movie education. Like this is classic movie. Mm, sure. <laughs> um, but, like, I'll go, into my, I'll go into these movies with, like, a bad attitude and go, like, you know what? At the end of the day, this is actually a pretty good movie. Uh, I, I kind of liked this, or this was okay, or whatever. Not one iota of that for this. Not one. <laughs> I love this movie. Beginning to end, this is a terrible fucking movie. Well, like I've said, this is the only movie that scared me as a kid. So it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, I know. I watched, you know, like Pet Cemetery didn't do shit for me. Like none of these horror movies, you know, <laughs> Freddy, Jason. I was just like, okay, cool. I was like 10, 11, 12 watching this shit. Nothing. Not yeah, a thing. Yeah, again, well established. I don't like horror movies. This is not a horror movie. I don't yeah. like, I don't hate it for that reason no, at I'm all. Just, that's the reason it's, it's so just close to my heart. stupid. It's not. It's great. It's dumb. It's stupid. I, I wish I could better. I know it's a podcast. I should be able to articulate my feelings better. I can't. <laughs> quite put my finger on why I hate it so much, but yeah, I just I asked, I asked Neil to explain why he hated it so much, and he just couldn't do it. I, I, I need <laughs> some more time to process it, I think. <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely love it. It's quirky and fun. You don't like quirky. That's not true. I'm a quirky person. You don't like, like, campy. I don't think that's really true at all, because I love Monty Python. Hmm. I don't know if that's campy either, but... Eh, that's sorta. the definition of campy. I don't know. This well, is a great movie. Whatever. Um, What's your favorite part? Mrs. Deagle's death scene. <laughs> That's a great. You did laugh your ass off a few times in this movie. There were like three or four And moments. I was trying to remember a couple others, and I, I couldn't quite remember them. That one I laughed my ass off because that was just like, that was great because she's essentially the Scrooge character, but I was just like, uh, anyone who hates dogs, man, like go fuck yourself. But um just I thought I thought the way it happened was pretty funny because she can she can totally walk perfectly well 
she's a perfectly healthy person it seemed she's just a bitch and then, and then <laughs> just it, that was pretty good also the reason i liked it a lot is because she's like no i'm not ready to go yet because she knew she was going to hell yeah. like just as a person and she sees these demons singing christmas carols on her porch mm-hmm. and she's not yet not yet i'm not ready <laughs> which made her impending death even more hilarious to me because I'm a terrible person. Yeah, I forgot to put this in the notes, but I just noticed that the deputy in this movie, not the sheriff, but his deputy, is the guy who plays Mike Ehrmantraut in Breaking Bad. That's right. You did mention that when we Which, were watching He hasn't it. seen it, but I was watching and I looked and I was like, holy fucking crap, that's that hitman from Breaking Bad. And I fucking IMDb'd that shit and he's <laughs> right. I couldn't believe it. It was like 30 years. He was old in this movie. Yeah, he's like, he's like that guy He's going bald. He's always been old. Yeah, no shit. Uh, what was your least favorite part? Um, probably Stripe because he scared the ever living piss oh, out of me. Just Stripe as a kid. in general. Just like I don't know. I don't know if it's the... so. Here's why Gremlins freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, I, I'm very. I get very inside my head. I think about things a little too much, and I did this <laughs> as a kid. And I grew up with cats, which turns out I'm allergic to. By the way, so, that <laughs> so you've was just been on out. edge for. However many years. I was like sickly as a child all the time because I was dying because my parents had three fucking cats. But that's besides the point. <laughs> so when you really think about gremlins, they can get pretty much anywhere in your house. They can go through your vents, under your bed. They can move around. And cats, turns out, sound an awful lot like that. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, you do the voice better than I do. <laughs> um, so when you hear a cat creeping around at night, you know, and you're, what, 10 years old, you fucking gremlins. Also, uh, they can use guns. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Quite well, actually. Uh, they have no real motivation to be dickheads, but they are. Unless they were designed to be. True. Biologically. True. True. They were made by Mitsubishi. <laughs> or or they did, they did cut the brake lines on something, so they might be Toyota. Mitsubishi <laughs> and Toyota both made fighter planes. I didn't know that. I don't know about Toyota. I know Mitsubishi did. I'm pretty sure Toyota did. I thought only Saab was the one who made fighter jets. No. And Hitachi makes vibrators. Like the same company? Hitachi? Oh, I hear. Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm in my own. I'm still. They make bulldozers, too. They make bulldozers and vibrators. Hey, you know what? (laughs) Multiple markets, right? Go for it. (laughs) Diversify your business. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, you know, they can speak. They're intelligent. Mm Mm-hmm. They could kill. They like to kill. They have no reason to kill. They're just little assholes. And I used to have terrible, terrible dreams about Spike coming to get me. And I just kept watching the movie anyway. Strike. Strike. Stripe. Stripe. Yeah. Hoggle. Hogward? Well, my least favorite part was – there's actually a couple of them. Like (laughs) – Here's my list of my least favorite parts. I'm not going to exaggerate this. I've said I hate this movie. Probably, if you want to tell you a drinking game, re- replay this podcast and drink every time I say that. But um, the bar scene. You didn't the movie like theater, that? I thought it was completely stupid. The bar scene is the most like, Where, famous scene. So, okay, in the movie. right. You mentioned it. The gremlins are supposed to be these creepy, evil things, right? And they're just being stupid. No, it's and a comedy. It's not funny, though. <laughs> Not to you. It's really not funny. You have no sense of humor. It's zero fun. Oh my god. Zero humor. I didn't get it. I'm just maybe I'm just gonna, I'm going to admit That's that. What, maybe okay. I just didn't get it. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I didn't. I didn't care for it. I don't get it. You didn't giggle when the gremlin tried to flash the chick. 
That wasn't somewhat funny I, to you. You said to me my eyes were already rolled back as far as they could be, and I just rolled the fuck out of my eyes at that scene. And the one who's, like, drinking by himself and playing jazz, and he's drinking JD, and then the other one comes over with the little baby puppets. Yeah, puppet you puppet. cracked up so hard because like it's a puppet play with a puppet ah! and i'm just like i don't care i don't care it's so dumb oh god i love this movie, i just y'all. don't care oh man anyway <laughs> i was laughing for a solid hour and 43 minutes i know you were and i was and you're right and you're absolutely right there were a couple of scenes again i can only really remember the one was mrs deagle's death but where i was like okay i laughed it was fine. Okay, not like the labyrinth. The labyrinth, like you, you said it. To, you said it to me. There were parts where it wasn't really that funny, but I was still cracking my ass up. Yeah, and I don't get it. I don't get my sense of humor either, guys. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> just certain things are funny to me, and certain <laughs> things aren't. And this was on the not funny list. Um, well. but yeah. So, tell us your thoughts, please. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to hear everyone tell me how I'm fucking an idiot. Not fucking an idiot. A fucking idiot. <laughs> Words, y'all. <laughs> How I'm a freaking idiot. Uh, just a bad person. Not like, just, yeah, I'm a terrible a, person. Terrible, Awful person. Horrible person. I'm not good. I'm a, I'm a, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be a good person. <laughs> Don't reproduce. No. <laughs> Never have kids. <laughs> Don't get me wet. Jesus. <laughs> you better feed me after midnight. <laughs> Christ. Well, All yeah, right. that, was, uh, that was our take on Gremlins. Yep. Um, you know how we thoughts? say at the beginning, uh, like, love-hate relationship? Hate. This is <laughs> this is the love-hate. It's love on one this side, how hate this on this works. side. Yeah, there's uh, one that loves and one hates. Oh, boy. And yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right, guys, uh, go watch Gremlins. Let us know what you think. Yeah, l- watch it if you want it's to. It's on Netflix right now, I think. Yeah, that's that's where we found it. Yep. So, yeah, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we hope you had a good time listening to us. TTYL. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks again for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. Uh, if you like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review uh, wherever you get your... Five stars! Yes, five stars, Billy. Stripe. And also, uh, please tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now. Uh, shout, if you, shout if you happen to be in public. Uh, tell someone about The Fluent Nerd, and uh, we will love you forever. You can send us your feedback, uh, show ideas, behind-the-scenes stories, or just really anything you want to say to us at uh, thefluentnerd at gmail.com. We want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Please go check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Music. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, Billy.